Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. We're continuing on just with a a series of basic principles in the Word of God. And tonight, I want to teach on the subject, the beauty of holiness. The beauty of holiness. And I have one verse just to read in the beginning here. Psalms 29, verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Amen. So, according to God's Word, holiness is a beautiful thing. Amen. And we are to worship the Lord in that beauty. Praise God. And you know, when a person receives salvation from the Lord, heavy burdens are lifted, the prison doors are opened, and the chains of sin fall to the ground helpless. Amen. This process changes not only our hearts and minds and our souls, but also even just our very appearance and our very outlook Amen. In in life, praise the Lord. You know when when we are saved, we we believe in God first and foremost, right? Because we got to believe in Him, and then we repent. We ask God to forgive us, Amen. And we we have a change. Repentance is a a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of direction, and then we're uh, we're baptized in Jesus' name. And that combination of repentance and baptism washes away our sins. And it cleans out our heart house, so to speak, and our souls, praise the Lord. And it just cleans us out. And then we receive the Spirit of God that becomes the protector and the guide and the internal conscience booster to help us walk a beautiful walk, praise God. And this is where holiness comes in. Amen. Psalm 149.4 said, The Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation so he beautifies us with salvation and also there's a beauty in holiness now i've heard many testimonies and i've also seen it with my own eyes where people uh if you took before and after photos of them before salvation and after salvation you would see a huge change even you know the lines of sin their their outlook their very appearance changes many times because of the load of sin and all of the burden is lifted and God works a wonderful work. Amen. And that is the powerful, incredible effect that salvation has, which is visibly noticeable in people's lives. Because when we're saved, we become a new creation and old things are passed away. All things are become new. And so salvation is what God does for us because we cannot save ourselves yes i have to believe and yes i have to repent amen but somebody's got to baptize me in jesus name and god's the only one that can fill me with the holy ghost so i can't save myself salvation is what god does salvation is believing and obeying the gospel of jesus christ which is the death burial and resurrection and being born again of the water and the spirit And like salvation, God considers holiness a wonderful and a beautiful thing. Now, it's important to know that holiness is not salvation. But what holiness does do, 
Remember, salvation is repentance, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But holiness, what it does, it protects my salvation. It guards my salvation. Amen. Which is that holy experience that God has placed inside of my heart. Holiness is what we do in response to receiving salvation from the Lord, doing our best to keep His commandments, and doing our best to do those things which are pleasing in His sight after we're saved. Because remember, basically anything that helps protect and guard our salvation experience falls under the banner of holiness. For example, prayer is something that protects our our salvation. Fasting protects our salvation. Praise and worship protect it. Amen. Reading my Bible and studying my Bible protects my salvation. Being faithful to the house of God protects my salvation. Amen. My my conduct and my character, amen, is part of my holiness. Being a witness to others is part of my holiness. Amen. These are some of the principles that are included under the general category of holiness. Second Peter, excuse me, Second Corinthians seven one, uh, Paul said, "Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God." Amen. And so we, God saves us and God fills us, but then we, He asks us with His help, with His Spirit inside of us, that we are to cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of flesh and spirit. Amen. That's what's on the inside and that's what's the, the natural things that, that, I, that I have given myself to in the past. Amen. I am to, to walk with God from this point on after I'm born again with the help of God and to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Now, holiness is the state of being holy. 1 Peter 1.15 said, As he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy, God said. Now, see, God is holy, and He's asking us to be holy. Now, what makes uh, God holy? What is this holy thing? Amen. Really, what does it uh, consist of? Well, God is a God of purity. And he is God of light. In fact, he is not just dwells in the light. He is the light. And there's no darkness in him at all. So to be holy is to be like him. And more specifically, he gave us an example. It's hard to be like a God you can't see and a God that's visible. Amen. But amen. he gave us a, a visible a form of him in the, in the man, Jesus Christ. And we are to follow his footsteps. He left us an example. So to be holy is to be like Jesus. And that's when he comes for us. That's what we want to, him to look and see. Hey, I, 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 try, I strive to be like him. Amen. So to be holy is to strive for a pure heart. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. And to be holy is to dwell in the light where God dwells. Ephesians 5, 8, for you were once darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, one of the simplest definitions of holiness, because there's all kinds of 
uh, ideas and concepts and even misconceptions about holiness. But one of the simple def simplest definitions of holiness is to be closer to Jesus than you are to the spirit and the attitude of this world. Amen. Because if I'm if Jesus is over here and the spirit and the attitude of the world is right there, if I'm close, get closer to Jesus, I'm further away from this stuff that used to really pull me down and get me in trouble. Amen. And so the closer you are to Jesus means the further you're away from the things of the world that are not healthy for our walk with God. And, and John told us about it in his epistle, first epistle, chapter 2. Do not love the world, verse 15, uh, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now the world here is not like, you know, the earth and nature and all that. I'm not talking about that at all. It's talking about the attitude and the spirit of the world uh, amongst the people that are on the opposite side of what God is wanting to be done. Amen. So don't love the world. Amen. The love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, verse 16, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. And all we have to do is just look at the current events. Look at what's happening in this world, and we're seeing some stuff passing away. We're seeing stuff that's uh, unraveling before our eyes. We're seeing, amen, we're, we're seeing things like in the book of Revelation and, and, and the prophetical uh, statements of Jesus and the Gospels and in the book of Daniel and so forth. We're seeing, amen, the, the world passing away. But when we uh, do the will of God, we are assured, amen, of that confidence that we shall abide forever because we're not I don't have my stake my tent stakes uh, down deep in this world amen Hebrews tells us we're strangers and pilgrims after we came walking with God amen I, I just don't feel at home anymore in this place I want to be with my Lord praise God now there's three things that John talked about the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life these three things, Satan himself observed uh, these character traits and weaknesses in the human race from the very beginning when he tempted Eve in Genesis chapter 3. And he's tried to exploit and take advantage of these, things, uh, these three things for his own evil purposes ever since. Let's read just one verse in Genesis 3 that after uh, Satan tempted her, the Bible said, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. So notice Eve saw that the tree was good for food, the lust of the flesh. It was pleasant to her eyes, the lust of the eyes. A tree to be desired to make one wise, the pride of life. Amen. Those are the things that God is helping us, amen, to avoid in our walk with Him of holiness. Praise God. To try to be, uh, have a pure heart and a, and a light, to, to walk in the light. Galatians 5.16 said, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. That's the, that's the remedy. Walk in the Spirit. 
Amen. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And so that's the key. We have to have the Holy Spirit inside of us so that we can be holy. Holiness is walking in the Spirit of God and following His lead in our lives. God's Spirit will not lead us astray. It will always guide us, amen, according to the principles of the Word of God. John 16, 13, Jesus said, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. Amen. So the Holy Ghost inside of us is a guide that guides us into all truth. 1 John 2, 27, the anointing, talking about the spirit of inside of us, which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. So you see, when you have the Holy Ghost inside of your heart, you, and when it doesn't mean, when it says it, you don't need anybody to teach you, that doesn't mean, well, I don't need to go to church. This verse says, no one needs, I don't need to teach you. I don't need preaching. I don't need the word of God. No, people, you got to be careful misinterpreting that thing. What he was saying was, you know what? You don't need the pastor with you or some spiritual giant or, you know, or somebody that you really look forward to or look up to in church to be with you 24 7 to see if you know to help you you know do something right or that's not right or be careful there or whatever you know why because the holy ghost you bring it to church with you and you take it home with you and you go to work it goes to work with you and that spirit amen it, his spirit bears witness with I, my spirit that i am the son of god you know we are the daughters of god amen and so his spirit fuses with our conscience and super charges and makes it ultra sensitive to our conscience so that when we are out there even by ourselves it's not a church day or anything amen he'll speak to us he'll guide us he'll help us in our journey of holiness amen he lets us know what is right and wrong and what is truth and what is error proverbs 20 27 has an interesting way of putting it the spirit of man is the lamp of the lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. Amen. So God takes his spirit and he uses our spirit, amen, as like a as a little lantern, you know, just, you know, helping you, you know, you better go this way. You, you, you better, better not go that way. Amen. Because our spirit by itself, you know, it can do only so much, but him, he helps us. Amen. Genesis 5.24, we read about a man named Enoch, who walked with God and he was not for God took him. Amen. He walked with God. He was close to God. He had a holiness about him. And then we read a little bit more about him in Hebrews 11.5 where it said, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Now, Enoch walked with God and was not. God took him. And what's, what's interesting and what I find interesting is Enoch had a son before God took him and everything. He had a son named Methuselah. And uh, Methuselah, if you read about uh, the old, who lived the longest in the Bible, Methuselah was recorded as the longest living man in the Bible, 969 years. Amen. But you know, uh, you know, you, it's an interesting, if you are into Bible trivia or anything like that, you can tell somebody, he goes, you know, let me, I got a little riddle for you. How can the oldest man in the Bible 
die before his father. And then you just wait and see what how they answer. Okay, he's the oldest man in the Bible, but he died before his father. Well, how could he be the oldest man in the Bible if he died before his father? Amen. Because his father never died. Amen. Enoch was walking with God and he was in the holiness of God. And God said, man, you're closer to me than this world. I might as well just take you early. He was a one-man rapture. Amen. So it's very important for us to understand that to truly be holy, we must have the nature of the holy God living inside of us. Amen. Like I said, we got to first repent of our sins, be born again, receive the Holy Ghost, and then God can help us from the inside out. Praise God. Because without the Holy Ghost, we cannot be holy. Let me repeat that. Without the Holy Ghost, we cannot be holy. Because He's the one that helps us. So it doesn't matter if, if somebody is, is adhering to and, and is faithfully, uh, you know, obeying a, a, a list of of um, rules and regulations that is a yard wide and a mile long. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, they're not going to be holy. See, it's not all about that. It's about having the Holy Ghost in you and being closer to God than you are to the world. That's really what holiness is. Amen. And so holiness starts on the inside where God fills us first. Amen. Where God dwells and He changes our heart, mind, and conscience. Matthew 23, 26, Jesus said, Cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Amen. It always starts on the inside. Amen. And then it gravitates on the outside. That's that chorus we sing. Amen. Uh, uh, many times uh, I've got Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. It's in the inside first, then the outside. And then it goes on to uh, impact our words and our actions. Ephesians 4.26, uh, talking about our words, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying or lifting up or building up, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. So holiness is, is, you know, is our speech too. It's what we say. Holiness is where we go, and it's also where we choose not to go. Amen. Holiness is who we hang around with and who we choose not to hang around with. 1 Corinthians 15.33, B, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Did you know that? Amen. So I can't, when I, before I came to God, I was hanging around certain people. After I came to God, I didn't feel comfortable hanging around them anymore because it was a whole different thing. They wanted to still stay in the darkness, but I'm over here trying to get in the light and trying to get pure with the Lord. Amen. And that's why we sing that other chorus, friends don't treat me just like they used to ever since I laid my burdens down. So it's what we do and it's what we choose not to do. Psalm 1 verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Amen. That's what holiness is. I'm staying away from the counsel of the ungodly. I'm, I'm going to avoid the path of sinners. Amen. Of course, we have to talk to people and we inter interact. We got to win people to God, right? We got to be a witness. Amen. But it's talking about uh, throwing in with them. It's talking about doing what they're doing. Amen. Sitting in the seat of the scornful. I can't, I can't do that. I got to practice 
holiness unto the Lord. It's what we watch and what we choose not to watch. Psalm 101 verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. It's what we listen to and what we choose not to listen to. Amen. Mark 4, 24, consider carefully what you hear. And that's not just talking about music or whatever. It's talking about don't let your ear be, become a garbage can for gossip either. Oh, really? Those are juicy, you know, tidbits. Amen. No. So the call of God to be holy and to walk in holiness is a command that we have to choose to obey because it's what's best for us. The success of our walk with God and the closeness of our relationship with God depends on us striving to live a holy life. Practicing holiness benefits us because it draws us closer to God. Amen. And a closeness with God does so many wonderful things for us. Amen. Praise God. So I have approached this lesson in principles, holiness principles. Amen. But back to what I already spoke about, when we have that anointing in us, he wants, he's going to guide us into all truth. The lamp of the Lord is going to use the spirit of man. When we, when we think about all that, praise God, and then we apply these principles and we are sensitive to God, amen, we're going to be okay when it comes to whatever we need to do because God's going to tell us, amen, that, well, that's not good or yeah, that's good. Amen. Or he's going to point us to the word. And I'll close with this passage. Isaiah 35, verse 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen. Why? Because I'm walking on the highway of holiness. Praise God. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's, it's designed for everybody, but some people aren't going to want to be there. But we got to be on that highway if we're going to be holy for God and be pleasing to God. Amen. But all oh, the benefits, all oh, the blessings, all oh, the wonderful things for those that walk on that way. There'll be no lions or ravenous beasts. The unclean will not be there. Amen. The ransom of the Lord. And they're going to sing songs of everlasting joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away oh thank God the beauty of holiness oh thank you Jesus what an incredible message thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you